गाइज वेलकम टू यट एनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पॉडकास्ट अनफिल्टर्ड विच इज ए कास्ट वर्क ओरिजिनल शो दिस इज द पॉडकास्ट फॉर यू इफ यू आर इंटरेस्टेड इन इन साइडर स्टोरीज ऑफ पॉडकास्ट एंड अमेजिंग पॉडकास्टर्स आई एम होस्ट विजय गौतम एंड आई वुड लाइक टू थैंक यू फॉर ज्वाइनिंग मी एज वी ब्रिंग यू एवरीथिंग दैट गोज बिहाइंड द करटन्स टू पुट टूगेदर ए पॉडकास्ट Today I'm chatting with Bikram and Bidur from Mansa Media. Mansa Media is a podcast network based in Delhi that produces shows like Film Feud and The Pursuit of Wellness. These two school friends come from totally different background but they came together to set up this network for the love of this medium. We are recording this interview at their brand new studio in CR Park, Delhi. We chat about how monster media was formed what kind of thoughts goes on putting together the show their first interaction about podcast and lot more let's dive in all right guys i am here at the monster media studio bikram and vidur guys congratulations on going all in on and setting up this amazing studio here so welcome to podcast on filter Thanks thanks Vijay thanks for having us on the show man thanks so much and uh, i like that phrase all in yeah okay yeah. <laughs> yeah so i was here at the warming party of this studio and uh, yeah this is pretty cool space here so um when did you guys first met each other so the earliest i remember meeting vikram is uh, at the diwali mela in high school we went to the same school mm. in 8th grade and we set up a stall together you're actually wrong we met before that remember you used to come for basketball practices in the oh, summer oh yeah we used to play basketball yeah. that's true yeah so we've known each other a while so you went to the same school yeah we went to the same school we uh, hung out a lot more in 9th and 10th grade where we used to play did very... business together set stalls together stalls <laughs> i know that's what i was thinking yeah it was a business venture but then yeah we were just part of this uh, not part of it, but like we were very nerdy uh, in 9th and 10th grade uh, uh, in our interests you know we loved like star wars and movies and all that stuff so we spent a lot of time together uh, playing dumb high school games and talking movies and watching <laughs> wrestling so we've known each other a while and then i was away for college from the country and when i moved back um, we kind of just started talking and got passionate about podcasting and here we are So how starting a podcast company is different in terms of partnership in comparison to setting up that stall in high school I think that that stall was way more hectic because <laughs> we were like the 8th grade Yeah uh but it's interesting man like we we But know maybe something's hasn't changed <laughs> the partnership hasn't changed I think we lost money on that stall <laughs> So maybe something's haven't changed yeah. I don't know I don't know about that I think we did pretty well Uh yeah <laughs> Well I remember that they came in midway and said they were like well you're doing uh, these uh, gambling games you know you can't Lucky number 7 Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then the down the downhill started but hopefully things are different with podcasting right now I think uh, you know just setting up a podcast network it, it's been an exercise in obviously learning the standard things you learn as an entrepreneur and and as a you know when you start a startup let's say but also we started off by starting from feud that was how we wanted to learn the ropes of podcasting and climb that learning curve ourselves before we help other people climb it so i think it's also a, a, been a fun creative exercise you know in in terms of creating some fun content that we like to do and tapping into our chemistry or how long we've known each other and our personal passions so i think for me the podcast network is just an extension of film feud in that so what were you guys doing before starting this one Um I was working with a creative agency so I think Vidur got me onto podcasts in general Oh he was the culprit He was the culprit <laughs> yeah he he he'd been listening to them for about 4 5 years and then yeah. he got me onto them a couple of years ago and I knew he'd been sitting on this idea so he he comes from a media background a media investing background essentially okay. so um it's kind of subconscious for him to start looking at the business side of things whenever media's involved so he was generally very interested in podcasts and he he had the idea of starting this network um you know very bare bones idea in terms of what we can establish and then i got into podcast immediately got engulfed by the medium just love it completely right to the point where i i'm an avid music listener and now it's literally become 20% music listening and 80% podcast listening wow so um i immediately got attracted to the idea and then we started figuring out what we can do as a step 1 what we can do as step 10 step 20 and stuff and here we are maybe at step 
four. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's crazy is that you listen to a lot more podcasts than I do at this point. Yeah. So you really got hooked on the medium. I love it, man. Yeah, it's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, I had a media investing background, like he said. I'd moved back to India a few years ago and just made the most of the freedom that comes from doing that. You know, no, I, I moved back from the US, so I used to love saying that I, I have no rent and no visa restrictions. So I just uh, tried a lot of things, mostly in media when I could. I uh, worked on the production side of a TV show that was a ripoff of Shark Tank. And that was fun. And while I was doing that, I attended like this media conference. And I, I keep telling the story. I'm pretty convinced that it's reality. But if not, I've convinced myself that this is how I decided to do podcasts. Is I went to this media conference and for three days, people spoke about everything that was happening in Indian media, which was very exciting. YouTube and content creation, uh, even like photography and journalism, of course. And not a word was said on podcast with three days and thousand people interested in media. So that really confused me and it just got me started. And immediately uh, when I told Vikram, he seemed like pretty interested in exploring what could be done. And uh, yeah, that's how he started. So you initially didn't start the Monster Media, right? First you started uh, like this show, uh, Film Feud. And after that, like, how did this work out? Actually, it was the opposite. We actually started Film Feud purely with the intention of figuring out how to create a podcast and solving the problem that we saw, which was, you know, enabling people to create shows. Um, you know, it almost seems outdated a little bit now because uh, as we were talking right before we started recording, like the ecosystem's growing very fast and there's more and more awareness. But as you well know, Vijay, I mean, a year and a half ago, podcasting was just this yeah. magical thing that existed in some other realm and it was meant for just Western countries, apparently. True. And, uh, you know, people chipped away at it. And there had been players that had taken a crack and understandably hadn't worked out. Mm -hmm. Like timing is important to these things. So to answer your original question, we actually want to start the podcast network okay, and okay. decided, hey, what is a podcast that we can start? You know, we didn't want to be in the business of podcasting when we didn't have a show. Yeah, uh, It's too important, you know, that element uh, of understanding what it takes to create a show to know what you're shooting for when you work with other people to start a show. Mm -hmm. So Film Feud was actually born out of that. And a big theory, let's say, we have on sustainability of a show is that it should be passion-driven, yeah, right? Especially in a medium that doesn't monetize very easily right now. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was just putting our heads together and being like, what is a show that we could see ourselves doing week on week mm -hmm. for years and not really get tired of it? And uh, hence came our like common love for movies. We're both film buffs. Yeah. And uh, realizing that, listen, like, you know, debating a movie is something we do anyway. Mm. So why not make a show out of it? And essentially, Film Feud sort of became uh, our guinea pig to sort of yeah. test out the production side of things because we had no hands-on experience with that as well, right? So True. To, to be able to truly enable people, help people start their own shows, we realized that we need to know how to start a show ourselves. So that was one of the bigger reasons to start Film Feud. And I, like Vidur mentioned, obviously our interests were aligned in terms of what the show should be. Mm -hmm. uh, but the idea from the get-go was to create a network and not just a podcast which spawned a network. That was the initial idea behind that. Yeah, cool. So you started with starting a network is, itself. So that was like the initial thought that, that you needed to The idea was, with, yeah. I think the idea at day one was to, to do multiple shows yeah. with us, without us, help people start their own shows essentially. And um, that was at the very granular level, that was the, the idea behind Mancha Media. A lot of networks do spin off from successful shows. And I totally get that. But that requires having a successful show to begin with and then <laughs> deciding to start a network. Whereas a uh, like I said, after that conference or when we came together and decided that this was something worth our time, then uh, we, we didn't want to like put all our eggs in the basket of one show and go from there. Sure. We just want to take multiple stabs at trying to solve the problem. So how did it come with this format? Like, you know, you had like this movie, you both of you were movie fans, right? So you could have like done some discussion and all of that, but debating and how, how did you like, is there any inspiration or anything that you came out with for the picking of this kind of format for the film feud? Um, yeah, that was, that took a little time. Uh, we were pretty mindful that we didn't want to start the average discussion show mm. just because that space is so saturated. Firstly, yeah. it didn't excite us too much to create content within that space. Um, but I do remember us going back and forth a lot. And finally, on like one of these dinner meetings that we were having, I was working full time at a company at that point in time. So Vidur and I would meet and talk whenever I would have time. And uh, I think one of those meetings, we finally cracked uh, the idea of picking a movie from the IMDb top 250 and then just tossing a coin and then arguing for or against it. I think the 
the comedic value of that idea sort of attracted us to it in terms of the sort of banter that it could generate. Yeah. So a lot of times we've done movies where I absolutely love the movie but I have to argue against it for example. <laughs> so it's it's impromptu like you actually toss the coin and then Oh no, do we have to spill all our beans here? <laughs> I would say at at most a day before to be honest. I actually don't I I would love to be like super transparent here because you know what like uh It's amazing how much work ends up going into the pre-production or the preparing side cuz which a lot of people just completely discount yeah. right like oh, for yeah. for a lot of people still in in India today it's just hitting on on a oh, mic yeah. and just like yeah. starting a lot talk. of people do do yeah. tell me that like hey what do you teach in podcasting it's just uh, i mean like i have got this anchor app i can record <laughs> and put it out and i'm like go ahead <laughs> right i mean yeah i totally agree with in terms of like people discounting the kind of preparation and back work that goes into and you know what like if you put out a product where it's not very obvious that a lot of hard work went into it that's actually a mark of a successful product in itself you know the better you do something the easier it looks so that's totally fine i think with film feud uh, it is impromptu in the sense that we never prepare what we're actually going to say to each other during the feud uh we always do watch the movie right before or you know a day before we record So no matter how recently you watched it like you know if you're about to do something like Into the Spider-Verse that only came out 2 months ago mm. we'll figure out a way to watch the movie right before we do it so it's fresh it's really coming from this place of like passion of just having seen it and uh, yeah the the coin toss is uh, is not live per se but we'll do it like right before we watch the movie so we know which side we are prepping for mm-hmm. and uh, then yeah then just guns blazing see how aggressive we can be in trying to debate <laughs> each other So yeah and coming back to what Vikram said about like this one dinner you know the process of developing a show and iterating on it is something both Vikram and I love and this started right when we were starting Film Fuel which was the first show um it takes time and you learn to wrestle with these decisions where you're not satisfied but then you just go with it and it grows on you so i think everything about Film Fuel was like that where it's like okay what movies do we debate is it going to be something that's more recent more topical or something that has a lot of archival value So when we do IMDb top to 50 movies for instance we like the fact that it has a lot of archival value a feud on a 1975 movies as applicable today as it will be 10 years from now. So those things were taken into account in the decision. And in terms of inspiration I personally I can't speak for Vikram here I consume a lot of movie oriented content. Like it's almost embarrassing sometimes how much it gets. It's just you know an interest of mine a passion of mine. So I knew there was this big market on YouTube at least YouTube that loves this content. And you know, if you look into it something like Screen Junkies and Collider Video, these are becoming like 20 50 30 like okay. These are becoming 20 50 100 million dollar companies on movie content alone, you know, usually YouTube or their own platforms. And within podcasting there's a podcast we were both fond of called How Did This Get Made? It continues to be popular. It's done by three comedians uh, or mm-hmm. improvisers that we're fans of in general. And they only pick bad movies and they just mock them and you know they have a good rapport they're very good at improvising so they just speak off the cuff we wanted to add a little more structure and production value so we just kind of iterated and combined all of that um so starting that first so definitely like uh, you you were just trying to experiment on this and uh, just see how the whole thing works and what goes behind the scene to put together a podcast right so so w- what was like that first setup looked like for you guys and where were you recording and uh, i'm sure like you didn't quit job to start film feud in the first place right so you were doing the wrong thing i i wanted to asap as soon as we as soon as we started talking about the idea the agenda yeah. was to to phase out of my job and yeah. and start muncher media full time in terms of the first setup that's a good question cuz i don't remember it <laughs> the first that I was at my house. Oh, you're the right. First episode oh, yeah, of Film right, Feud. Right. So I had a blue Yeti with me mm. for some reason that I'd got back from the US, and it had just been staring at me for like a couple of years. And then we had this <laughs> podcasting, which I'm sure happens a lot with a lot. Yeah, of yeah, people, a lot right? of people do. Yeah, yeah. And and the blue Yeti, I have to say, as an offshoot, is is not the best podcasting mic. I I know it has this reputation in the US. We've spoken about this before, Vijay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had this blue Yeti. So first, you do the standard YouTube tutorials and figure out how how to operate it. and uh, i just called vikram over and uh, i mean this is so embarrassing where we literally just put the yeti in a completely wrong angle in front of us just turned it on <laughs> turned on the audacity on and sat next to each other and just started just <laughs> feuding or debating and <laughs> i think we did star wars uh we did star wars a new hope which is a movie both of us uh, have strong feelings about as i said we used to be very passionate about it in like 9th and 10th grade 
And it ended up going for, I want to say, somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half. It was an like hour, hour and a half, for sure. At least an hour and a half. Way too long, as you would expect. But, you know, as we look back, these are the fun memories, right? Like, these are the growing pains. Um, then we did some tutorials, learned how to edit it ourselves, again, on Audacity. And I was very proud, I remember, of getting it down from like an hour and a half to like an hour 15. As though <laughs> that was an achievement. And uh, one thing that I had in my... Uh, mind or you know the sort of thinking that i come from is like of actually putting it out there like not being afraid of how bad it is and just be willing to like fail and be yeah. embarrassed yeah uh it's just a gene that i think i'm very comfortable with and i and i wish other people would develop as well i think it's very important in content and vikram was on the same page so it sucked you know the first episode sucked but we put it out there yeah after a while because mm-hmm. the rest of the episodes were so much better and star wars is a very uh, attractive movie to want to click on yeah. we had to take it out we had to remove it from our feed mm-hmm. uh, it was a big decision because like i said i'm a big proponent of letting people see how bad the first episode yeah. is yeah. but you know when you're actually trying to make something legitimate like i didn't want somebody to click on it as a first episode to listen to get turned off from the yeah. from the show altogether but yeah i'm i'm proud of that first episode weird as it was and just talking about initial setups i think we progressed from there um, our first few episodes were from each other's houses I remember we did half an episode from one of our cars in the middle as well. We did an uh, intro. We did an intro from, I think, Vidur's car because wow. we just didn't have any place to. But that's the entire idea, right? Just to just to learn, um, huh. be, be in the trenches, just learn yeah. how it's done so that whenever people need help or wherever we can extend our hand in terms of helping people starting. So they don't need to go through all of that, right? Like because of our experience. Yeah. And uh, I think then our first stable sort of setup was... Um, a co-working space in Okla. So we just figured out a room in that building. So that became our studio for the next four or five months or so. Mm-hmm. Our next setup was um, a co-working space called Sproutbox in Okla. A gentleman who owns a very nice guy, he he gave us a room on top floor of that building. So it was pretty quiet. So that ended up being our studio for the next few months. And then from there, we got to this place, essentially. So we've been through a lot in terms of setup. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was a floating setup, including cars and rooms yeah. in each other's houses. And then the co-working space and this, uh, finally, the studio that we're sitting in right now. But it's a great thing about podcasting. Everything that we needed would fit in a gym bag. You know, two mic stands, two yeah. mic, cheap Behringer mics that were still good quality, a Zoom H4. And uh, we would just, you know, just anywhere we were, we'd just go and set up. Like Vikram and I spent a few weeks uh, in, in Bombay as well. And, you know, we just had this mobile podcasting studio in the little apartment we were renting. And suddenly the table was transformed into a podcasting studio. So we did a lot of that. And I mean, a studio is a nice uh, perk and privilege to have, but those those setups are equally valid. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, you say that because when I was traveling to Mumbai as well, so I, I needed to record an episode and I had this microphone, uh, you know, that I have carried on my bag as well. So I just pulled all the, uh, you know, quilt and uh, all the seats and everything and put it in, you know, in front of the table. And then I recorded it over there just with putting some pillows over there. And it sounded really good, better than, you know, what uh, it actually sounded from my home. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, these, these yeah. portable sort of makeshift uh, recording setups actually do pretty well. We have, a, we have a friend who's a professional voiceover artist. Mm-hmm. And his actual home studio is in his cupboard. Yeah. So he just opens his cupboard. It's all lined with quilts and stuff. And he just talks into the cupboard wall. Yeah. And he says that's as superior the quali- as quality as the recording studio gets. True. So yeah, it, if you know what you're doing, it can work out. Yeah. So now you uh, do have like three shows that's running, right? I think three that are running, one's on pause and then... So many, I can't even count in development. In development. (laughs) (laughs) So what's been the journey like, uh, you know, since I think it's been four months of setting this studio and like uh, you both of you started working from this place. So what's been the journey like if you look back at the four months, what you have been able to achieve and uh, what's uh, the plans? I think in terms of uh, multiple layers to that question, right? So one thing that sort of, it didn't take us by surprise, but we sort of underestimated the time that we would want to devote is just setting up the space, right? So you've been to the studio multiple times. I think this is the first time you're seeing this version of yeah. the studio. So uh, a lot of time went into what the optimal quality should be and how do we get to it and just like throwing stuff on the wall, seeing what sticks essentially. And then all general office running, you know, like what it entails. A lot of time went into that. And um, so this is your first startup, right? I had a I had a startup before this previous job of mine. Okay. So I worked at a startup, and then I started another company with a friend of mine, which is a mobile app. So okay. I've tangled with entrepreneurship before. Um, so 
kind of know what it entails when not to get frustrated i think that's yeah. that's pretty key and uh, when to just let things go and uh, coming back to the learnings from i think october is when we set up this space so from october to now so apart from just the stuff outside of content creation right there were a lot of things that kept coming up here and there which we had to sort of tackle on a day by day basis that took up a lot of our time you know like furniture and like utilities resources cleanliness and all of that yeah. stuff so that was that was one thing that took us uh, a lot of time to sort of grasp and you know convert into a process or a workflow essentially so that it doesn't hamper our uh progress and then apart from that also because we've been we've been doing film feud for a while for example and we've been uh involved with multiple shows it's also helped us get to a point where we recognize retooling is required whenever we need to rework on a show what's working what's not working so you know taking a step back taking a breather you know with an outside view of what can we add to that to make it better essentially so i think the studio and us being here um as expected what it does is it enables us to pump out a lot more content when we need for our own shows and that's obviously huge right to like have a bank uh, of episodes to actually uh, experiment yeah. a lot more with episodes in terms of you know audio and production value thinking about like adding video to episodes and actually just jamming on everything so that's that's a big part of having any space of course yeah and then i think just maybe it's a little superficial but what it does is it enables us to have conversations with podcasters with a little more to offer yeah. almost like i said like a mobile setup can be good enough but you know when people come and they see a little studio space they see like we have good equipment good mics uh they maybe superficially get convinced about the value that they're getting even though i think the real value that somebody gets working with us is just our passion towards the industry our knowledge of the space which uh you know which is i'm sure a big part of what you offer to your clients as well and uh working towards developing a show where we can take into account the actual production post production marketing distribution whereas when somebody's talking they're just thinking of like what is a show that i want to do so i think uh, it's made a uh, conversations with potential podcasts a lot easier as well and uh, you know apart from that we love having it for you know things like the meetup we had and actually engaging the community more and more we're trying to think of what the next directions could be that actually make the most of that like uh, we have plenty of space here right now you know and it should be filled with podcasters until we know what better use to have for it so we're trying to figure out the steps to go in that direction yeah i think we have had conversation about this earlier as well and uh, i have already recorded one episode of my podcast here yeah uh, already right so and it's been one off so far and we're more than happy to facilitate that uh, just to figure out what the best way is for this to be a hub for podcasters in delhi however whatever version that take uh, is something we want to do you know we want to utilize the space to do that yeah i think uh, you know that's also important because we don't have any other studios in delhi that understands the dynamics of how podcasting works right so there might be other studios which are more into music and all of that stuff but can i just add to that actually because yeah. uh, we uh, talked about our journey to this place and our setups uh, we forgot yeah. to skip and i think vikram skipped a step there by mistake which was that we actually went to a lot of jam pads which uh-huh. is to the point you're making right now about studio spaces So jam pads are usually meant to record uh you know band music jamming bands, yeah, yeah music and uh, they'll usually have like a soundproof basement or something like that and uh like a drum kit because those are not easily transportable so we actually went around trying a lot of those jam pads sometimes mm-hmm. just visiting sometimes recording an episode and seeing how it goes and uh you know it's fine like audio quality wise it's fine I, like i said we had mobile setups but we started feeling the pinch of just wanting to have our own space our own table having our equipment <laughs> set up so yeah we tried a lot of those jam pads and you know it's not like they're much cheaper and they don't gear towards podcasting as well yeah if you're a musician or a band i'm sure they have a lot to offer but it kind of annoyed us to pay the same amount of money and not even have a place that was suited for podcasting mm-hmm. so hopefully this place can function as that yeah i'm sure so what kind of shows that you guys are working on if you'd like to share okay i mean let's take one question at a time like what kind of shows that you are working at the moment that's sort of multifaceted i think we we came to a decision uh, a while ago where we wanted to create shows that were interesting to us essentially um because that can go either way in terms of oh what's the sort of show that would attract the most audiences but would vidur and vikram be particularly happy with that sort of content so it's the latter for us right um so there there are a few shows in the pipeline uh there's a lot of stuff that we have generally regarding film and tv um that we want to sort of jump on and apart from that um 
I think a few sort of uh, because we have a lot of interest in entrepreneurship in general. So there's an entrepreneurship idea we're working on. There's there's a show about mental health that we're working on right now as well. So that's a lot on that side of uh, the plate. But apart from that, we're also going to be launching our YouTube channels as well in the next coming weeks. So the idea was always to create digital content, not just podcasts only. So uh, multimedia is the direction that we're interested in. So the room behind us is going to be the video studio, just like this one's the podcast yeah. studio. And uh, just just pump out content that we really like, we really enjoy, not necessarily with us at the face yeah. of it, but work with other people who are interested in the space as well. And uh, that's that's the short-term direction, direction that we're going towards. To me, it's always a struggle because there's like 19 things you want to work <laughs> on. And uh, I'm, I know a big part of a successful media company or company is the ability to focus, work on a few and, and kill it yeah. and, and move on. And uh, I'm not the best at that, admittedly, right? So in terms of our slate, uh, it has been constantly evolving. And, you know, something that um, people don't realize is that and you do, Vijay, it's, it's hard to launch a show and it's much harder to sustain a show, right? And with us, like, we have to take calculated risks, right? So we are trying to optimize launching shows that we think are very sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's been a struggle if it hasn't involved us. But we've learned a lot of important lessons as well. And I get it. It should be hard to sustain a show. That, that means that you're putting out something yeah. that has good quality. So I think our future plans are to actually... Elevate the quality of our content even more. I think the ecosystem has evolved uh, pretty quickly in the past year. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's multifold. There's many reasons to elevate the content, I think. One is that there's a lot more content to stand out from. So that's just us from like a business and what our brand means perspective. And secondly, you know, India's ready, right? It's time yeah. to like start getting to the next level of content. And we have a lot of uh, lot of benchmarks to achieve that the West has already achieved. Yeah. So let's try and get to that. So yeah, I think if we had to boil down a plan, some of the shows Vikram mentioned, but also just to elevate the quality of the, the network as a whole. And uh, listen, we're really happy with the way the ecosystem is going. So if somebody already has a podcast on fitness or a podcast on mental health covered, then we have to figure out why our podcast on fitness and mental health should exist. And whether it's elevating the quality, whether it's elevating the discourse, so we're just trying to be more mindful of that. And I think it's a fun journey that lies ahead because it's going to be an interesting challenge too to justify the increase in quality and uh, get listeners to support it. I think our first experiment was like the ecosystem should grow. Hmm. You know, supply should grow, demand should grow. That's happening. Our next experiment is like, you know, increased quality should least lead to increased listeners. Yeah. And hopefully that pans out well. Yeah, I think it's interesting you say that because like when... You know, it's just the past one years the industry has grown really, really quickly. Then you know, we none of us have imagined that it will just take uh, this speed. And also, once the speed increases, and you know, when a lot of people start getting into consumption side of this, then uh, definitely the demand for the quality of the content is going to be. And I think that's where uh, you know uh, a lot of podcasters will be now looking at right. So how do I make my content better than you know what i had uh, yesterday so i think that's that's what the fight is for so bikram one thing that you have mentioned is like in terms of once you know when you are chartering new shows is one thing that you should be personally like you should like the idea right so what other thing do you look in somebody let's say would like to come and pitch their idea um and and say hey i would like to start this podcast so what are you guys actually looking at so just to clarify that um I don't mean that particularly in terms of the idea should fall in further in my interest areas, particularly. But if the show is interesting, enough, interesting right? yeah, so, yeah. so that's essentially the thought behind that. In terms of our particular interest areas, they're actually pretty wide ranging. So between Vidur and I, we cover a lot of, uh, for example, the mental health show that we talk, that I'm yeah. talking about, right? It's it's not something that uh, we're particularly interested in uh, personally, mm-hmm. but just the idea of the show really attracted us. We thought that it could make a difference for the listeners out there that came into the sort of bracket of yes that's something super interesting that we would want to create a show around essentially so that's one thing and then talking about personal interest areas uh again so varied between Vidur and I right like I'm a sports buff for example I I watch like 15 different kinds of sports religiously so anyone who comes to me and says that I want to create this show about a sport like my subconscious would be yes let's start right now I would have to take a breather and and just uh hold myself back and be like, why don't you talk to Vidur? Because I'm a little biased <laughs> in this regard, right? 
and uh, i'm sure that there are there are interest areas over there that he might feel the same about so that being said uh podcast podcasting as a medium right it's so immersive it it just cuts through the flack in terms of um, um the sort of ancillary stuff that goes into a show and the and the core of the show or the core of an idea gets translated so well because of the medium that there are just so many things you can talk about on a podcast that would make sense to be a podcast rather than like a video show or a blog or something like that so uh in terms of particular areas i can't i can't really tell you which ones are a go and which ones aren't because uh, yeah so um what i meant by that question is rather than asking for the topics like what are the different things that you look if somebody is like pitching their idea yeah can i can i just add to that cuz yeah. uh, uh, i was thinking about some of the people we worked with when vikram was talking and i think the simplest way of uh, distilling it would be passion or expertise you know like what makes for a good candidate to have a podcast honestly if you have a lot of expertise then usually that deserves to be shared with the world you make a good podcaster and on the other hand if you have enough passion you know like kabir uh, a podcaster on uh, the pursuit of wellness he's simply a fitness and wellness enthusiast but you know that combined with his personality his network he used to run a, a a fitness media company back in the day he doesn't anymore that just made him a perfect candidate and his passion or enthusiasm uh, just sustained the show alone and made it a good show yeah so those two are the basics and then you know after that which it's like the secret sauce special sauce that you can only find out when you meet with the person yeah. you discuss what the idea is uh one of uh potential podcasters she started out just wanting to create a mental health show but then she actually showed a lot of enthusiasm and gumption and went to a couple of conferences and found a collaborator particularly for the podcast so now that's a great green flag right and suddenly the voices became double and the ideas became double because this was a great collaborator so these processes uh they have not a lot of structure sometimes and as a result like uh what we're looking for doesn't have too much structure but yeah i i would just say if 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 they have a good mission about why they're doing it and by the way the mission could be completely self-serving as well somebody who says i want to be an influencer i want to be a marketer i want to use this as a marketing channel to sell my goods and services great that's a good podcast candidate and somebody who says i just want to add more discourse into the world that's a great podcast candidate so just to just to add to kabir's example for uh, for clarity's sake so his show is about a fitness enthusiast talking to experts from the space and mm-hmm. uh, the ideal target audience for his show are fitness enthusiasts so yeah just because of that kabir falls under his own target audience right so yeah. in terms of then then we already know that everything's aligned in terms of the content that we're going to create because if kabir doesn't like the sort of content he's creating that means it's probably not a good show or a good episode essentially so just few things like that right and also the example of an influencer for example um an influencer could come to us and say that listen i want to create the vikram show for example if vikram is mm. an influencer i want to create the vikram yeah. show so that particularly might not be interesting in terms of the final content the final piece of content that comes out so working with that person seeing if um they're open to suggestions if if we can mutually come to an idea of a show that is that is uh, appeasing to both sides uh that's that's a big part of the process as well so just like vidur mentioned there's no templatized sort of structure mm-hmm. here but it's more of uh, the interactions and the engagement we have with that person to see if the show's the right show or not we should totally start the vikram show what's it going to be about <laughs> no brainer i don't know what it's going to be about uh, and can i just add uh, something that's occurring to me those are sort of the green flags we're talking about when we uh, want to work with people i mean if anybody's listening who wants to be a podcaster they should know that that's uh, usually a good green flag that they can portray from their side there's red flags too and and i don't have a list of them in any way but you know we have to be mindful we've been burned before and we've learned the hard way which is fine that's probably the best way to learn anyway that a lot of people have a lot of initial spurt of enthusiasm but we have to find out uh from our conversations and our relationship building uh whether the sustainability is there right to that initial spurt is can be very useful to get the first Super six seven episodes one. but yeah that that sustainability so are they even capable of thinking about what episode 20 will be do they have the ambition to actually grow the audience because as you and i very well know like podcasts take while yeah. take a, as with anything with podcasts in particular take some time to build audiences and uh, like i said self serving goals are absolutely fine because like how much do they want to monetize the show some people come in and day one they want to talk about monetization yeah. some people never want to talk about monetization yeah. so it's it's always an interesting dynamic it's always a push and pull and 
we can only get better at it with time right like there's no secret formula yeah so any specific format that you both are very very passionate about on starting a podcast that you'd like to experiment or at least try and um i definitely want to start a sports show uh we already had a football show uh, called the football corner which we had to sort of uh, put on the back burner because of certain certain commitments and uh maybe restart that show retool it or any any sports based show honestly is something that's right up my alley um that i think would really really excite me and it's in the works but it's it's going to take a little while to come out or release get released or something so how about you bidur i mean i could go on for a long like this could be the whole episode <laughs> in terms of podcasts and formats that i want to do cuz i think format is an interesting question as well cuz it's not so much about creating a show in the next vertical like i want to have an experience with a lot of formats right like the talk show interview style is the f- probably the easiest to do film feud adds a little bit of layers to it everybody likes to go towards the narrative style of course yeah. like it seems to be this magical formula right that drives uh, <laughs> success but it's easier said than done and i yeah. actually heard a lot of podcasts that teach or talk about narrative podcasting uh you know uh, the radiotopias and alex bloomberg from gimlet they talk about storytelling as just being the way to go when it comes to podcasting so it is natural for uh, us to want to try it and we really do believe in it as well so that's something we'll experiment with and i think my desire i don't have a direct answer to specific formats but i guess my ambitions also are uh, a little vaguer which is to say that i want to experiment a lot with formats it doesn't matter what it is right the beauty of podcasting should be that it should be completely format ambivalent yes i know that uh, narrative story structure and interview has had a lot of success but what are those next formats that podcasting mm. purely is capable of for instance like a show that vikram and i listen to is comedy bang bang which is like this improvised format where one person is always playing a character to me that's a new format and we need a lot of localized experimentation with that as well you know uh, there's some great formats coming out you know weaving a story from a word and and all kinds of things i think the you know if i want to look at podcasting 5 years from now what would be ideal for me is it's some number say 30% are interview and some number say 20% are like news of the week or whatever and some number are like some version of film feud and then the rest is just like completely spread out across 100 different formats and everybody chooses what they want so yeah no no real answer unfortunately in terms of what my next favorite format to start a show would be but the more out there the more different the more fun i think it would be yeah. and the better it is yeah and really innovate you know like why can't it be yes there's audio storytelling yeah but why can't it be audio storytelling mixed with journalism for instance serial but also mixed with a layer of like fourth wall breaking and uh, and you boil that down to like 2 minutes it's just you can mix and match so much and uh if you look back i know podcasting doesn't have a very long history but uh, other forms of media do mm-hmm. like tv for instance and if you look back to an episode from like 1960s 1970s even 1980s television wow. it, it just all kept following the same format you know like that four camera sitcom with the tv audience and all that and the reason it did is because there was a lot of money involved in it and that worked so it was very hard for people to to like be astray to really experiment they would lose a lot of money but podcasting doesn't have that much money mm. it doesn't take that much money or resources or even time to create something new it could be fun so why not experiment and see where it goes somebody had to experiment for us to you know get to the point in television where on netflix right now they have a show where you actually choose what you want to happen to the characters and and it actually happens it's like choose your own story on netflix so netflix had to like experiment there and you know they took advantage of the tech ecosystem to do that we should be looking at that in podcasting as well really think bigger and just to, just to add to that i think what vidur mentioned earlier right that's the essentially the creating that's the part of the process that we enjoy the most like out of everything so it's completely uh, uh not aligned to a particular sector or a topic essentially but just creating new pieces of content that's that's the biggest uh, interest area for us and uh, for example one particular show that we're very fascinated with today is uh, this this new gimlet show it's called without fail and what that does more so from a, a format perspective than a content perspective what what that show does is it it adds a very narrative storytelling side to a basic interview podcast so the the host has guests the host never asks a question it's always always a narrative sort of sort of uh, way of deriving a question out of it and then the the guest's answers are just 
two-line answers. So that that's just the format of that show is so interesting. It's completely new. It's 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 not been done before, uh, at least on a big scale. So those are the sort of formats uh, or newer formats that what can we experiment with? What's what can be created here? Uh, how can we turn this discussion show into the next level? Um, that that's the part of the process that that really really excites us. So that's basically what we're interested in doing. Yeah, I think we need to think beyond just uh, you know uh, the regular format of interviews, like doing long interviews, and then how we can make it more engaging. Because um, like when I myself now I have started feeling that like when I look at the long interview formats, like really I'm gonna consume one one and a half hours of banter i think it would be really nice if you know we can as you mentioned like we can experiment with new formats and just pick those key points and then just you know uh, do a bit of narration around it and then just uh, pack it together so that like it not only gives the uh, very you know solid content to the listener but also adds the listening pleasure at the same time because you have now you know added some drama and added some narration narration around it and so build build the surround that so yeah uh, that being said there's still a lot of scope for for the traditional interview, interview shows right yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. why howard stearns and mark madden's exist right so yeah there's a lot that can be done there as well that doesn't mean that we're completely discounting the traditional yeah, yeah, yeah. formats yeah absolutely not just creating yeah. more formats yeah more formats out of that essentially yeah. so that being said i'm waiting for you to become the howard stern of india i hope that happens <laughs> Uh, You're the closest we have so far. That's, for sure. that's never gonna happen. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'm also like I do have this one. So and uh, uh, I'm talking about the inspiring talk, and I you get opportunity to experiment on different shows, but I do the same on the one particular show, and I try different formats within one show. That's so cool <laughs> and so important as well. Yeah. So as as you mentioned, like uh, that uh, you know without fail thing. That's what I did with one of my latest episodes. Mm-hmm. I think I have mentioned this on our network, uh, uh, you know, group as well. I'm not sure if we have seen that post. So um, I have interviewed this lady, and uh, uh, after the at the end of interview, you know, sometimes I mean, if I'm not sure if you guys have felt this, uh, but after interviewing someone, like you don't want to put that episode out. I mean, you got that person on the show just because you love that story and you wanted to share that with everybody. And after the moment you interview and then you feel like, damn, I don't want to put this out. Right. So that happened mm-hmm. with me. And then but I still love the story. And then then I sat down and like, what can I do about this now? I sat down and just listened to the entire uh, interview and then just do a, did a narration around the entire episode and then just took like three four five minutes of her, of the you know interviewees clip and then it was me like speaking and then like 40 45 minutes long episode came down to 15 minutes with uh, you know me doing the narration and then that was the one episode like where I got most of people writing back to me after listening to the show like I have never had any you know that number of listeners writing back to me after listening to any of those episodes like there used to be like very few people writing back to me after listening to episodes or leaving comment on the cast box or other platforms but this particular format like they really enjoy it because i added some music and all of that stuff so i think yeah experimenting with the format look like, I, I that's awesome nice yeah is that a direction you're gonna take uh, going forward, I, I think like uh, that's that's definitely not uh, obviously. I think I have uh, said a couple of times like that is the kind of show that I want to do separately as a different show, but I don't have a bandwidth to do that. But right now, what I have realized after getting those feedback, which means like there is demand and people are loving that kind of format, um, I plan to like release one alternate episode on that format. One thing I truly believe when it comes to content, and a lot of tech entrepreneurs feel the same way, is that. People don't actually know what they want. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people need to be given a taste yeah. and then they need to say what they want. So for instance, like a lot of people could just say, well, talk shows and interview shows are the way to go because that's what works. You know, yeah. they say the same thing with like news media, like this is what works. But if you offer people something different, something yeah. like a better standard and True. you give it your best, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But yeah, people need to be exposed to what they want. And I think that ties into the larger mission of Mancha in general is, uh, you know, I, I truly feel that on the whole, media in India, uh, TV being the best example, it just caters to its lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because it's capitalism and it's a business and it needs to make money. And the goal of a media company is to make money. It's not actually to change lives. Uh, the mission might be, but unfortunately, like, that's, it's illegal to not make the most <laughs> money you can if you're a public media company, right? Yeah. So I get that. So now when we start our this sort of digital media revolution that's happening in India, 
it's very important to not cater to the lowest common denominator it's it's important to uplift it how we see fit i'm not saying we're right we have a view on it and it's important yeah. to act on that view and so it is with podcasting and formats as well like that mission i guess should seep through uh, in whatever decision we take right so when you take a decision to actually do narration is because you had a standard for yourself you were not satisfied with it and look how well it worked yeah. so it should be with all different kind of podcasts because i think that's what's ultimately important right if podcasting evolves into for lack of better words the uh ekta kapoor version of television that's not a good thing that's not what we want yeah, right yeah. um i don't want to take any names but like let's say if traditional radio took over podcasting today and by the way it could be like yeah. Yeah, if they just yeah. poured in all their money yeah, and yeah, took yeah. over the rss feeds people can only listen to five to six shows a month right yeah suddenly we could be living in a world where like these rjs are dominating the podcasting True. landscape i do not want that to happen yeah the reason i believe in the medium is because i think it's much more of a value add than uh, other ways people are spending their time whether it's audio or video so yeah. that's what we want to keep in mind yeah absolutely um so any particular challenges that you guys are um seeing in the industry in general or that you guys are struggling a lot with many uh anything in particular <laughs> uh, i'll just speak for myself and uh, maybe vikram defers in what he prioritizes as a challenge i think uh this is something i've been thinking about is that transparency and the lack thereof in the ecosystem is is a very interesting mm-hmm. challenge uh what i mean is that what happened with youtube is that because the views on something were public people knew what worked right so yeah. very broadly speaking monetization and as that equates to sustainability people making some money that's the challenge right we i'm sure we agree on that that's that's been an existing challenge i think what happened with youtube is that people could just see what worked when a video went viral or let's just take a step below that like for a video or a channel that got consistently 50000 views 100000 views people were able to see what worked and mimic that right so for instance i was telling you earlier that I follow a lot of movie channels. These movie channels looked at each other, saw each other's success and grew from there. I wish that transparency existed in the podcasting ecosystem. And not because I'm desperate to find out how well somebody does, it's because I feel like when you find out how well somebody does, it inspires other people and it actually drives them. And listen, like imitation is the best form of flattery, right? Let copycats come, share your success and actually bring people into the medium by showing what's possible in terms of success. Yeah. You know, imitation is the best form of flattery. So I think people should actually be a lot more open about whatever success they do have, and let people follow their template, give them a sort of playbook to actually succeed by. So what what will happen there is I think it'll make the experiments more worthwhile, right? If you just run experiments but don't share the results of those experiments beyond just seeing if the podcast is still active or not, that doesn't add value back to the ecosystem. So this is something I don't hear enough that's why I brought it up. I think yeah, I think that's one of the challenges. A, yeah, I think that's very important like if we kind of share our failures and put it out for people so that they don't have to go through and do the same experiments again, right? So they can experiment on something else and then they can come with some other results and share with the uh like network like hey, I have tried this and this is also not working or this is working really well. So I think that's very important. That's yeah, that's I'm, a very, actually, that's a fair I'm point, yeah. Excited to hear you on the same page. Maybe it's something we could talk about yeah. going forward, yeah. Yeah, how about Bikram? I think challenges is a question that it can be very micro, it can be very macro. Mm-hmm. The micro ones yeah. are pretty obvious. We talk about it yeah. almost on a yeah. daily basis including you and I, monetization mm-hmm. for example, distribution and marketing. But uh, I don't see those as challenges. I I don't see those as challenges. I see them more as yeah. uh, things that will get solved as the ecosystem grows more and more. And for the ecosystem to grow, I think that's what people need to focus on more, right? So like things like Vidur mentioned in terms of for the lack of a better word something that's more altruistic, something that's more um not agenda based by someone, right? So for for example, when someone oh, wants yeah. to start a podcast <laughs> just to earn money, they shouldn't be starting a podcast for example but if someone wants to start a podcast and help other podcasters help the ecosystem grow what can they add what value can they add to that entire system right once once that becomes a a flow of sorts is when all of these smaller challenges start getting solved by themselves when when listeners come when audiences come advertisers yeah. come when advertisers come monetization doesn't become an issue anymore so i feel like a lot of people focus on those micro challenges a lot more than they're supposed to right now uh for anyone who wants to start a podcast any independent person wants to start a podcast right like if they understand that they're in they're in it for the longer haul as opposed to something that's short term or middle middle term then automatically their yeah. incentives are aligned with the incentives of the ecosystem growing 
So for them, monetization, oh, how do I monetize my podcast? How do I get advertisers for my podcast? That shouldn't be the problem statement for them. For the, pro- the problem statement for them is, how can I get more listeners for my show? How can I get more listeners generally bite into the ecosystem as a whole? And uh, I think, so that's the macro challenge. And once you solve the macro challenge, the micro ones just get solved yeah, on their own. I think like the problem that we have is we don't have enough listeners and a lot of you know, people listening to us. Uh, before monetizing if we would have had this conversation a year ago oh yeah we wouldn't have had these many listeners yeah so so it's growing right like uh, yeah, it's we growing. all knew it was going to grow and now we see it growing uh, so so that's not something that should be worrying anyone yeah I think more faster than we have ever yeah, imagined for sure uh, we have never imagined like uh, this will be growing at this faster pace and everything is happening just like you know every single day there is something or the other that's happening in the industry there's literally a new show that we hear about every day every day yeah and maybe a year ago we we couldn't have expected that at all. Yeah. And yet there's no reason it shouldn't continue to grow. I think the latest number on uh, new shows, uh, I'm confused whether it's global or US, is there's one new podcast every three minutes. <laughs> you know, so yeah. if that number is uh, three days right now in India or one day, it's probably headed towards three minutes man, yeah. or something close to that, right? Like if there's one show a day right now, there's going to be yeah. 24 pretty soon. So. Yeah, we should we should all look forward to it and then also figure out how we're going to navigate it. The idea is just to get that to that number, get there to that number as fast as possible and, as fast and as help possible, yeah. in any way we can with our own experience. Like the yeah. three of us, between the three of us, we have a lot of experience with podcasts, right? So True. whatever we can get back to the ecosystem to help the ecosystem grow, I think that's essentially yeah. what we should be aiming for. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's uh, what we are trying to do as a you know community in bringing people together and talking a lot about podcasts and then helping them figure things out so and i think the show yeah. will help yeah yeah and i think yeah obviously like shows like this one and also um and we you know being the early adopter of this media we have now this opportunity to set a culture on on the media in general right so which that doesn't exist on other other form of uh you know medium so i you know was at this conference of bloggers and youtubers and i asked them hey uh, do you guys like help each other in terms of what kind of things that you do and, you know, suggest it yeah, and open up with each other in, st- in terms of sharing and promoting each other. And they were like, no, <laughs> we don't do that. And I said, okay, cool. Then we have this, you know, uh, this opportunity to set that kind of culture in the podcasting. At least, hey, we support each other. And this is the different community, uh, you know, in, in general, right, as compared to these other different yeah. mediums. So we have that opportunity to set that trend uh, in, in podcasting in India. So I'm very excited about so that. True, so true, so true, yeah. And you know what, like the incentive yeah. is so aligned, right? Like if somebody, when somebody has a show, they bring more people into the ecosystem and they listen yeah. to more shows as a result. Like there's no reason to uh, yeah, yeah, be yeah. competitive or, you know, to actually like detract yeah. from each other's success. It'll, it'll ultimately be helpful to all of us. The way I look at it, it, it's such a small pie right now. And for everyone to be competitive and just be sort of, uh, trying to get as big a piece of that pie as possible when that pie is so small, <laughs> it's just so counterproductive, right? Yeah. So just just make sure yeah. the pie grows as big as possible so there's True. enough for everyone True. to go around. All right. So now um, I have this round called Rapid Fire Round. Okay. One podcast that you have hooked to recently. Oh, it's without fail for me. I just heard it like two weeks ago. I've been just binging on that that one. It's just so weird. I've been listening to Serial again, actually. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why, because I've been recommending it to people for so long that I just decided to listen to it again. And I decided, it's been five years since Serial, and I decided to reevaluate how yeah. Now you are looking, in, in today's you know, five years back, you have been listening as a listener. Now you are listening as, as a, a creator. Yeah, more kind of, you know, trying yeah, to dissect yeah, what has yeah. went, you know, yeah. has been on the background. Yeah. One message to people looking to start their own podcast. Just do it. Yeah, just start, man. Just don't sit on it. Just don't think of better ways you can um, ideate or strategize or something. Just start, uh, push it out there, let the people tell you what works, what doesn't work instead of, you know, working in a silo, essentially. Uh, But just taking that first step is the most important step. So don't wait. Have fun. Have fun. One podcasting advice to podcasters. Don't disregard pre-production and post-production. People only think that production is the only side of uh, things that matter, but they completely forget about developing and and, uh, editing and mixing and all of those things. Those are equally, if not more important. So so make sure you give weightage to that and then take a call on whether you want to start or not. And I I hope this doesn't contradict what we just said about just do it. But I I also feel like podcasting is such an immersive medium. Uh, Don't take listeners for granted as well. 
you are demanding their attention for yeah. a long period of time much longer than a newspaper gets to or even uh, you know a youtube video gets to yeah. so uh, don't take them for granted like uh, this is something that's said in like uh, stand up comedy as well that you know you go there and you're just like you know what i'll just tell some stories i'll do whatever well people are paying attention to you yeah. make the most of it don't let it stop you from True. starting but make the most of it and value actually, their time yeah exactly so one step on the podcasting workflow that you wish you could skip <laughs> feel like you know for film field my answer would probably be show notes because it's always done at the end and it's at the stage of the 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 workflow we just want to hit release and be done with we like the the, the cursor's over the publish button but then we can't publish it without the show notes <laughs> yeah so i i think show notes but uh that being said i think show notes like can add can be fun you know like you can if you if you make them fun they can be fun but this is more of a workflow they're always done at the end and you just want to hit publish so that'd be it for me i think uh just expanding on that everything that goes into um releasing so after you have the final product in hand like you know the thumbnail yeah. and and the stretch for the cast box and <laughs> the show notes and stuff which is very important of course like we yeah uh, yeah never never undermine the importance of all of that but it's just uh the the mindset we're in where in terms of we're like okay it's done it's good to go it's good to get released but it's not so just that last sort of step i think if you would have asked me a year ago i would have said editing the episode but i now do you have editor not just that i also <laughs> i also got used to it got the hang of yeah. it and once i got the hang of it i started enjoying it a lot right because there's so yeah. much that can be done within editing that completely changes the episode so True. so that's that's a part that i actually started enjoying i don't want to interrupt your rapid fire too much but what's that what's this answer for you out of curiosity editing <laughs> but but now like uh, you know um i worked for this episode that i was talking about earlier where i tried to mix in all of that stuff there you know editing was fun mm-hmm. because i was adding music mm-hmm. and all of that stuff so it was quite fun so one thing on the podcasting workflow that you love doing the most no i still pre production it's still it's still uh, developing the show or developing the episode particularly i think that's still the the funnest part of the the workflow overall for me I think it varies because for film feud it's probably recording. Oh it. yeah, recording's fun too. But watching the movie, I mean, what can be more fun than that? <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the movie. <laughs> Depends <laughs> if I'm for or against. Uh, so is it fun or are you are you guys pressurized like tomorrow I have got to make like 12 20 points out of this movie now. You have to wait and how how, how does that? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good question actually Vijay, because I feel like if we were slightly less film buffs yeah. then it would stop being fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to that i feel like if it wouldn't be you and me it would not be possibly, fun possibly yeah and i yeah. and i i'm careful to recognize that in other podcasts as well i mean the fact that uh, vikram and i can feel fatigue about a films and b podcasting means that somebody who's just a man on the street who's hmm. trying to have a podcast about something maybe that not as passionate about or they yeah. don't have like somebody to share that sort of passion with uh, it's hard to sustain you know so it's helped me actually recognize be more empathetic towards people who are inclined to pod fade and such but uh, Yeah, I think uh, it it doesn't really feel like work for the most part, but there are definitely times where you have to get an episode out and uh you go home at uh, 10 p.m. and you have to watch a movie that <laughs> you maybe watched only like 3-4 months ago, but yeah. you have to take like notes and and make it good because we we don't like putting out a bad episode at the end of the day. So, yeah, it feels like work, but it hurts more to like put out a bad episode. Also that being said, I f- I I count that as well pr- a privilege mostly because no matter what you do there'll be parts of that output or that workflow which might not uh, um, sort of make you as happy as the rest of it does but that just goes hand in hand with creating something right so to be able to overcome that that particular pain point or or that side of things is just part of the process so uh to me whenever i do feel fatigue like that or wherever we're um, quote unquote pressurized to release an episode i just think of it as I'm creating a show where I get to watch a movie, have fun with my best friend on the mic. I mean, that just takes care yeah, of it, honestly. Yeah, nice. So I think that also tells a lot about uh, the importance of the chemistry between the co-hosts, which we haven't discussed on this show, right? So which is very, very important. So I think that's the message out there for the people listening to this one, right? When you are picking up co-host for your show, it's very important to have that kind of chemis- chemistry and you know passion for the topic and the subject that you are talking about on the podcast. So I would say it's like anything else, you know, try it. and just be just realize if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah. move on yeah yeah cool so now um you have to complete the sentence if i was not podcasting i would be i can't <laughs> <laughs> you can't 
I've always been very non-structured, if that makes sense. I never, like, I, I've done, we both are engineers by profession. Uh, we both were classmates. We had science in school. I had no idea what I wanted to do after school. I had no idea what I wanted to do after engineering. It's just uh, whenever things come up that interest me, I sort of jump in. So I, I just want to pause you there. I think we misspoke. We're engineers by degree. Not by degree, I'm so sorry. Did I say profession? Yeah, because I'm very much the opposite of an engineer. I, I, was, I was by profession for a year. I worked at Airtel. But, um, and a glorious year, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, so much fun. So you're a computer engineer? No, I'm electronics. He's mechanical. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, that being said, I have, I've never been like, oh, this is what I want to do. Let's work towards that, which is, I know, uh, not that common, but it's just the way I am. So I can't really complete that sentence, honestly. Probably still be working in the job I had before this would come closest to the answer you were looking for? Uh, I think I'd just be trying to create something else, to be honest, like some TV show or web series or something like that. So it, it would definitely would have been digital. Uh, you know, I'm actually a huge fan of mainstream media. So I, I, it, it would not have necessarily been digital, but it would have to be adapted to the times. Like I would not want to work on a medium that's a little more archaic. And I think news in India is, for instance, uh, those four camera sitcom TV shows with TV audiences are. But yeah, it would just be something that's digital friendly. But yeah, I, I just like uh, I, I just like to create something, I suppose. Yeah. All right, another one, and I'm sure you are going to answer this because of podcasting, I have been able to. Hmm, that's a good question. Because of podcasting, I have been able to. I guess if I look at overall things, just work in a space I'm extremely interested in, um, a space where I have skin in the game. Right. And I love exploring myself from both sides, the demand side and supply side. So I think I think that for me is it like working in a space that I'm interested in, creating content in that space, helping people create content in that space and obviously consuming content within that space. I think it get it doesn't get better than that, does it? Uh, because of podcasting, I've been able to uh, have conversations with people about their passions. Because, you know, you do the whole thing of like, what do you do? What do you do? And when it gets redirected, like I just use podcasting as an excuse to redirect the conversation towards like whatever people are most interested in and i just find that very fruitful and it's just something that i've been uh just trying to do for a long time and podcasting became an interesting crutch so that's been a that's been a good like maybe non-standard perk <laughs> awesome so guys we have come to an end of this uh uh you know chat um, we could go on and on and we all, all of us, all of us know that we can uh, even do a, like a longest podcast and podcasting where we can go on and on because we are, we are like uh, so passionate about this medium, right? And we have got, um, you know, these conversations uh, going on for several times. So uh, now if people would like to reach out to you and maybe pitch their podcasting idea to launch through, uh, you know, Monster Media, so what would be the best possible way? I mean, firstly, I just want to say that we're happy to hear from anyone interested in podcasting. And uh, every few months, we evaluate how much time we wasted talking to people. Uh, but, you know, I, I say that in jest, of course, it's not wasted time. So reach out to us any way you'd like. You can go on manchamedia.com and shoot an email to us. We see every email that comes in. And uh, you, if you want to pitch a show, then you can just go to manchamedia.com and go to the create tab and, and just write in an idea, anything that you, any thoughts that you have so far. We have a simple form that's easy to fill up. And uh, in general, I would just say reaching out to us, we, you can use our social media as well, which is at Mancha Mancha on Twitter. And yeah, just get creating, reach out to us. And guys, you can find all of the shows from Monster Media on the cast box. So uh, find their shows in cast box. It's Film Feud and they do have another one on Bollywood. It's called Film Feud Bollywood and uh, Pursuit of Wellness. If you are a, a fitness freak and uh, Podistan is going to be, I, I saw that board out there. Um, I, I didn't tell them that I just... Uh, uh, you know, took a look uh, at us late. Some of the feel oh, free. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. To look at look at their some of their plans. So yeah, they they will be definitely working on the Pakistan as well. So, um, uh, you know, and also don't forget to leave comment over there and tell them what do you feel about their souls. Yeah, we got a few and we we value yeah. all of them. Yeah. All right. Any last message that you guys would like to give to people listening to us? Uh, no. Firstly, to you, thanks for having us on, and I think it's a great thing uh, for us to put out there. You know, anything that could be valuable to future uh, uh, stakeholders in the ecosystem, we're always happy to be a part. And the last message is, I think things are changing pretty rapidly, as we excitedly just shared, and who knows where it goes. So. I already spoke a little bit about our mission, but let's just uh, ride the ride together and, and make sure we keep our mission in mind as we do it. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Really Jay. enjoyed Thanks, having man. this conversation with you.
Hey fellow podcasters and listeners, thank you for joining us today. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe to Podcast Unfiltered on Castbox and send us your feedback by leaving a comment there. This podcast is a Castbox original show. Castbox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can get all your favorite podcast. It is where I consume all my podcast from and I'm sure you will love this too. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next 